What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 35 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixel Par. Hey, guys. On this week's show, we're talking about the Outer Worlds, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and Pokemon. Welcome back, boys. I've already been back. You just, you lost me. That doesn't count, you know, to the, to the listeners. They didn't hear this that This isn't episode, even episode like, 35. It's 36, no. really. Well, if you want to get in the weeds like that, it's technically like 40. We've lost like four episodes of this show. Yeah, so That's many true, episodes. Yeah. Oh, man, it's funny. I had uh, I had DJ over the other day to uh, give him a little editing lesson, and we, we came across the Detective Pikachu audio. He's like, you should just put that up randomly now one day. Like, oh, it's the lost episode. <laughs> <laughs> we act- we actually have a lost episode that we have the audio for now, so it's not really lost. It's just un- unaccessible. It has it has my original takes on Fire Emblem Three Houses and everything too. So that's why you called it trash, yeah? G- get the fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard it. I was there. No, you did not. You dirty liar! Fire Emblem Three Houses is is the game of the year. Is it? I, it might be. It until, really might be until something else comes out. Hey, Witcher's nah. coming out again. Witcher can't get it, because last year I wasn't allowed to make Undertale my game of the year, because apparently it had already been released. So you can't yeah. have The Witcher as your game of the year, it's cheating. Can we have the new Zelda game? Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, is that a remake? It's a remake? Can we allowed to make remakes game of the year? Yeah, I think a remake is definitely different than a port of an old game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like from the ground up remade with new mm-hmm. content and a new graphical style like i'll give you a pass on that one but honestly i don't i don't know like there's a huge chance that zelda comes in and steals it from me just because i love zelda games and link's mm-hmm. awakening is uh, you know among my favorites but um yeah i don't know there's no I, chance pokemon could steal it no 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 the, no I, okay. I, I really Interesting. don't i really don't think so um you know i I, I love Pokemon, and I have certainly, like, when Sun and Moon came out on my podcast at the time, uh, I got so swept up in the nostalgia and the hype. I was like, oh, it's my game of the year. And then, like, literally two months later, I'm like, no, it wasn't. Fucking Dishonored <laughs> 2 is a much better game. Like, what am I talking about? Like, I love Pokemon, but a Pokemon game is, like, probably, like, until we get the Breath of the Wild level reboot of Pokemon that you know so many of us are dreaming of uh i don't think there's any chance a pokemon game is game of the year but fire emblem let's talk about fire emblem because fire emblem is incredible and i haven't actually gotten to speak my piece on it now because no one heard the conversation we had last week so i heard it and i'm gonna hear it again (laughs) oh god for god forbid you ask me two or three questions about the hottest new nintendo game mr i'm a nintendo journalist let let me set you up let me set you up right hey Pete, how bad is fire emblem get the fuck get off the show pixel that's enough from you (laughs) (laughs) look steve wasn't here he can he can ask questions and stuff i can see the look of enthusiasm on his face i don't want spoilers (laughs) because i am actually playing the game that's the problem I won't spoil anything. I can I can talk loads about what makes this game good without okay. spoiling anything. All right, okay. Um, so yeah, I I'm in the process of working on a piece right now uh, about like why exactly Fire Emblem is so good, and the further I get into it, and the more time I spend with it, the more I really want to just throw out the sizzling hot take of this might be the best JRPG ever. Um, I I really feel like this game 
fires on all cylinders. Like the the gameplay is really fun and rewarding if you like tactical RPGs, which you know we all know I do. Um, the story is really like compelling and engaging. I think the characters are super likable and well written, which is not something that I usually feel about Japanese role playing games. Like you run into a lot of generic storylines with super tropey characters, and it's not to say that there aren't things about Fire Emblem. Uh, and it's characters that are like tropey or familiar, but I feel like there's a lot of good, like kind of inversions of some of those tropes or having characters start as tropes and kind of gradually grow out of those things that you would expect them to do. Um, but the overall like framing of the story and it's like kind of political conflict and like what it has to say about class and religion and, and all those things are actually really interesting and being handled super well, I think. And, the fact that all of the gameplay systems are so satisfying, like it's paced like incredibly well. And I think that's really the thing that's the most, like that's its biggest victory, you know, is that you never get bored of doing the battles over and over and over again, because they're always broken up in a way that's satisfying, like between doing, you know, the combat with exploring the monastery and doing like the side quests and talking to people and doing kind of all the little like, persona-esque like personal chores and interactions and stuff um and then the teaching stuff like you're never doing one thing for too long so in any given session of fire emblem like even if you play for an hour or so like you'll do probably all of those things for some of that time and that makes it so that every time you sit down it feels like unique you know, where like I loved Wargroove, but I hit a point where some levels were just like smashing my head against a rock. And you hit a point where you're just like, this is really frustrating and there's literally nothing else I can do because this is the whole game. You know, so like in Fire Emblem, if you hit a point, unless there's a mission that comes up that's like, this is the mandatory mission you got to do this month, you're pretty much free to spend your time how you want. And if you're not in the mood to fight, you can go and do side quests or talk to people or like, you know, work on your inventory or, or leveling up your characters and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I just am really so impressed by it. And I thought I would like it. And I went in expecting to like get something out of it. But I figured it, what would happen to me with pretty much every JRPG I've tried to play in the last five years would be I'd play 10 or 20 hours of it and be like, okay, I get it. Like, I've seen what this has to offer, and I don't think the characters of the story are interesting enough for me to keep going, so I'm done. Like, that's what happened to me with Octopath. Like, I was so in on that for the first 10 hours, and I hit a point where I'm just like, I don't care about any of these characters or where their stories are going, and it's not enough to keep me engaged. Whereas, like, I am so deeply engaged with Fire Emblem. I'm constantly thinking about it. And I'm, it's one of those games where, like, when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about playing it. And when I am playing it, I'm thinking about how much longer I can play it before I have to stop. So you don't like it? I hate it. It's my game of the year. What house did you choose, then? I'm the Golden Deer. Gold, well, it's, it's yellow like Hufflepuff, but that's, <laughs> that's that, kind of where the similarities Which then. one's the Leicester one? Because that's the only one I want to join. Yes, Steve. That's me, the Lester well, Alliance. I only want to join it because that's where I'm from. So, and that's well, that's where I live. So, I'm just pleased that it's teaching. It's teaching Americans how to say Lester. Lester, yeah. Now I know. Most people say Leicester. 
Leicester. Yeah, most Americans I've spoken to. Before I started playing, I thought it was the Leicester Alliance. Leicester, so yeah. 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 <laughs> There's an so That sounds like some kind of, you know, hair lice removal product. <laughs> Leicester. Oh, uh, God. No, that's great, man. I'm so glad to hear that you're going to join the right house. Is that in the right, right house? Hashtag Golden Deer all, Gang, bro. Our fans getting really into, like, the house thing. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a lot of, like, conversation about it. Even, uh, you know, our own, uh, our own Mark, like his whole, his, all of his stuff on Twitter, uh, is like, he's got Claude as his picture, his bio, he's like, I read for Loop Pots and I'm a teacher with the Lester Alliance. <laughs> like, my man is going hard in on this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude, Golden Deer Gang, I'm all about it. What enticed you to that house without spoiling anything? That's easy. Uh, it was, Pretty much all based on the original interactions. Like, I liked Claude the best. And I was kind of struggling because I liked Claude the most of the three, like, main house leads. But I liked the Golden Deer's, like, cast of characters the least based on, like, my initial... Like, you can go and talk to each of them and be like, tell me about the kids in the class. And you can, like, get a sense of who your gang is going to be. And... So I, I was kind of on the fence about that, but I went and read Kotaku did like a really great spoiler free or like spoiler light article that was kind of talking about like why you might pick one or the other. And there's like some very basic combat advantages, but it's really just about like which group you like the most. Mm-hmm. And I was already leaning towards the Golden Deer because, um, you know, I didn't want to be a part of the Black Eagles because I like, you know, <laughs> I've been making the joke. I was like, anyone who sides with the Black Eagles is an imperialist bootlicker. And, you know, I don't I don't want to be imperial scum. I've watched Star Wars, so pass on that one. Uh, and then for the Blue Lions or whatever, I'm just like, they're like, oh, we're the holy empire of the goddess and all this stuff. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. I don't believe in God. I don't want to side with you guys either. Like, they seem nice or whatever, but fuck them. So... You know, when we get to the house of, you know, like, free people that govern themselves and, like, has the most commoners in the class, like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, these guys seem chill. It's a bunch of merchants and, you know, rich guys who are like, fuck the kingdom. We're going off on our own. And I'm like, all right, you guys are all right. Is, is that is that the vibe you get from them? They're just the most fun people. Yeah. Okay. Is, he, is Pete's inner rebel coming out again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's like you look at Claude, right? And he's got like a cool like side braid, his ears pierced. I don't I'm like, know what he the, looks like. He's the coolest one. He's clearly the coolest one. Like, Oh, uh, that Edelgard, dude. Okay, yeah. Edelgard, who's like the head of the Red House. Like, she's scary. She's who's terrifying. Who's the blonde guy, the blue one? That's Dimitri. He's nice, mm. but he's, you know, he's naive. He's boring. He's. He looked like he was in a boy band. Yeah. And just, like, his character is, like, the same as, like, every, like, I'm an honorable hero of, like, every fucking JRPG ever. I'm like, whatever, you're fine, Dimitri. Like, we could be friends, but I don't, I'm not trying to swear myself to your house. So, yeah, shout out to the Golden Deer Gang, man. And I did, I looked up, like, a very rough story outline of, like, how everything progresses. And I was like, all right, I'm interested in what, where, what, where the yellow line goes, so... That's what my first one's going to be, but I'm I'm already committed to a second playthrough. Oh, I knew it. I knew you would. <laughs> Isn't it like a forty-hour game? Yeah, I'm thirty hours in, and I'm not. I'm like halfway through the game. 
I think you, is I that because another... you're doing absolutely everything? Yeah, I'm doing everything. Okay. Like I, I have at least another 20 hours before I'm done. I don't have enough time in my life for that. I know I'll get bored. And the thing is, I don't, you know, I don't usually, unless I'm super into it, and even some games I really, really like, I get my attention pulled away from them. Mm-hmm. But, like, I am laser-focused on this game. Like, I, I honestly think the last time I was this, like, this checked in to a game where I was playing it every time I had a free second was, like, cheating the two times I played Red Dead Redemption 2. But without, like, without there being a gap like that, like, Odyssey, where, like, I, from start to finish, it was like, I'm playing this for three hours a day, like, at least, you know? I'm surprised you didn't say the Spider-Man PS4 game. Oh, no, you're totally right. That's yeah. actually true. I played the fuck out of that game. I am one trophy away from the Platinum on that, and when I go back and pick up the DLC, like, eventually, I'll have the Platinum, and I'm like, that game is so good. But either way, this game is on that level for me, where it's like I'm so, so in on it. And I honestly think that all of the other games that I'm interested in that I thought of as being Game of the Year contenders, like they have an uphill battle to dethrone Fire Emblem for me right now, because it's not only like the game I've enjoyed the most this year by like a, a wide margin. Um, I, I really do think it's it's in the conversation for best in the genre for me. You weren't this hot on it beforehand, though, right? Last week, you mean? Like, before the game came out, you weren't massively hot on it and thinking this is game of the year. I seem to remember you complaining about all the Fire Emblem characters in Smash Bros. Yeah, definitely did. that's the thing. I'm that guy. Like, I've never played a Fire Emblem before. I've always thought it was something that I would like. Like, I was always interested in it, but I could never bring myself to make the plunge you know like i i really didn't love the 3ds in the way that i love the switch so like the idea of committing to like a 60 hour jrpg on on 3ds was always like a little bit like eh, i don't i don't know about that so you know when it was coming to switch and there was this announcement of okay like this is the next big fire emblem now it's a console game again i was like all right I'm definitely going to try this one. This is the one I want to, like, get in there, kick the tires, give it a shot, and really, like, see if it's for me. But, you know, uh, what was it? Three or four episodes ago, Steve and I were getting dragged on Twitter by uh, Max and some of our listeners because they're like, oh, you guys, so there's no big games until September? Like, what about Fire Emblem? What about Astral Chain? Whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, right, Fire Emblem. I'm going to play that. We'll see. Like, even the day I picked it up, like, I was excited to try it, but it was like, oh, right, this came out today, like, cool, like, I I pre-ordered it literally the day before it came out, because I wanted the pins, and was like, we'll see, like. (laughs) Yeah, I remember you talking about that on the show. And, you know, I I think, again, like, I always expected I would enjoy it to some degree, but I thought it was going to be, like, Octopath or any other JRPG where I'd play it, I'd get the systems, and I'd hit a point where I'm like, okay, I'm bored with this. I got that with Final Fantasy, the recent one, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, where you start off pushing the car. Yep. Yeah, that's the best part of the game. So it, it kind of peaks yeah. very early. <laughs> I've played like probably about four hours of that. And I was like, yeah, that's enough. That was the last JRPG I played to completion. And literally the entire time I was playing it, I was like, ah, it's 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 pretty good. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Whereas this, like, I, I hesitate to like make calls like this when I'm not done with the game. But like if I was reviewing this game, I honestly think it would be in the neighborhood of a 10 for me. Like there, I, there's so many things that it, it does like right. And when I try to like 
tally up the things I don't like about it or the things that, like, if I was trying to be as critical as possible, like, there's not much, you know? There's like, only there's, one problem with that, actually. What's that? Our review scores go up to five. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. on our review score. <laughs> what are you saying? Five's a must own. Are you I would saying say it's five, that level? It's, it's, it's a five must own for sure. If you're going so if by you that, own a Switch, you have to get this game. I think so. Um, and I mean, granted, if you don't like JRPGs, like if you if if the idea of a turn based tactical RPG mixed with like a visual novel um, doesn't sound appealing to you, then like you might not like this game. You know, like I don't I don't know that it's like like has that six that ability to be one of those games that like even if you don't like this genre, this is for you. I don't think there are. I don't think there are many games like that, though. I can't think of any. Like, if you're not into 3D platformers, you're not going to enjoy Mario Odyssey, regardless of how good that game is. Probably right. So I, I think like with that in mind, that like it's a more niche genre than you know third person action game or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, where like I think Zelda has the ability to appeal to a broader audience. Um, I think that Fire Emblem is unquestionably in the conversation for best game on the switch now like i would say if someone was like i'm buying a nintendo switch tomorrow what are the three games i should buy i would say breath of the wild mario odyssey and fire emblem three houses wow yeah maybe i will pick it up i i really think it's worth your time and if you pick it up and it's not for you fine but because i know that i know that this isn't really your kind of game but I really think you should give it a shot because I, I I truly think that, you know, from a gameplay perspective, from a presentation perspective, from a pacing perspective, like the game is it's it's a hit and it, it, it deserves the moment it's having right now because it's it's fantastic. So that's enough about Fire Emblem for now. If you're listen, if you're out there playing Fire Emblem, which I know a bunch of you are, and you've got thoughts or whatever, like make sure you write in. Hit me up at Pete at Lupots.com and uh, send me your thoughts and questions. And hopefully by next week, Steve will have played a little bit more, and we can talk to him about I'm it. Hope, and hopefully. Uh, hopefully, after two weeks of of me soapboxing for it, uh, maybe Pixel will pick it up too. So, uh, Steve, you played. We're going to start with this one, because I already know what Doom 1993 is. The fuck is Hotel Mario? (laughs) Hotel Mario (laughs) is a game that came out on a game console called the Philips CDI. You're playing Philips CDI games, Steve? I went to a uh, a show at the Manchester Science and Industry Museum called Power Up, and they had loads of old consoles and loads of old games. That's so cool. So I I played a Vectrex for the first time, which was amazing. I really want a Vectrex now. And uh, they had Hotel Mario on the Philips CDI. Which, What's um, a Vectrex? I've never heard of that. A Vectrex is is the only console that's ever had a, a vector display. So it doesn't render in polygons. It renders in oh. vectors. Oh, and, my and God. And there's a series of like um, games that you could play. I played one that was like similar to Asteroids on it. And it was really, really cool to see. Like, I think the, I have seen that. Yeah. It's a really cool console. I'd love to get one at some point. And, um, yeah, Hotel Mario, fucking dreadful, horrendous game. I can't believe they ever put that game out. It's awful. The Goombas look wrong. Mario looks wrong. You're basically going in and out of these doors trying to get to the top. And, yeah, it's a terrible game. Do not do not play it. never would have guessed that from the, you know, the faces of evil and what's even 
the other Zelda game that came out in Wand, CGI. Wand of Gamelon, yeah. I think. Yeah. So you've probably seen the meme, you know, the weird, like, Mario Brothers, like, cartoony people thing from, like, that era? Let me the find Super, out. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show? No, it's a ho- it's Hotel Mario. I'm just having flashbacks of when Pete made me watch that. Or was it you, Steve? No, we watched that here, didn't we? Yeah, yeah it, it was, was all three of thing. us. It was when we did the um, we were doing the the E3 watch along, and we were like waiting for it to start. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, let's put on, let's find a, let's find a YouTube stream of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show." And neither <laughs> of you had ever seen it. And yeah, these are literally this looks exactly like the the Super Mario Brothers Super Show designs, just like what if they were drawn in MS Paint? <laughs> yes, it does look like MS Paint, doesn't it? Yeah, with the jagged edges. I'm pretty it's sure awful. they are actually drawn in MS Paint. <laughs> every every Philips CDI game like looks like it was made in paint. And like <laughs> the the cutscenes are like fucking nightmare fuel, dude. I can't tell you how slow it was to load as well. It must have been like a one X speed CD ROM drive. It was awful. Why does Luigi look like he's having a shit? <laughs> And Mario is kind of just staring him deep in the eyes, watching. That's really weird. Oh, God. So Steve sent us a Know Your Meme page about it, just so we could get the historical context. Uh, <laughs> and the the very last image on the page, it's on September 26th, Redditor King underscore of underscore cannot i guess submitted a photograph of nazi germany with hotel mario's luigi mario and luigi superimposed to the frame shown below within four hours the post gathered more than eight thousand six hundred points and 90 comments on our deck memes and it literally just it's the two of them walking through this scene of nazi germany and it says luigi this isn't the mushroom kingdom <laughs> and i'm just like what the fuck man like, wow <laughs> oh my god that's a deck meme so, so you played Hotel Mario, man. That's pretty good. Yeah, if you're if you're in Manchester or you're in the area, go go to the show. Um, it's seven pounds for ninety minutes, so you can get in for that a whole half day for twelve pounds. They've got tons of games, modern and old school, pretty much every platform you can think of. Um, at the Science and Industry Museum until the first of September. Man, I really think we should take our Patreon money and start saving it up for a Philips CDI. Because <laughs> I would, I would pay an absorbent amount what of money. A waste of money to have a have a, a stream where Steve just has to play Hotel Mario and then wand Wand of Gamelon and like until he beats him. Talk about brown and boring. Have you ever seen the the gameplay footage from those Zelda games? They're like, they're like oppressively bad. The Game Grumps did a, a playthrough of I I think a full playthrough of both of them. And I, I watched the entire thing just because I was like, I need to know what this game looks like, but I don't ever want to play it. Hmm. And like, oh my god. I'm just reading about it now. Apparently, for the CDI games, like Zelda, uh, the two Zelda, like Nintendo CDI games, they outsourced all the um, animation and like cutscenes and stuff to some Russian company. And that's why it looks <laughs> like it's all made in MS Paint. <laughs> oh, that's good. Because <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> I I need a pixel analysis video on Hotel Mario. <laughs> oh my god! I would yes, please. <laughs> so Steve, uh, like I said before, uh, you also played a little bit of Doom ninety three, the original Doom. Yeah, so they all came out, which I know you spoke about on the last episode that went missing. Uh, they all had like a surprise. They <laughs> had yeah, like a surprise release at uh, QuakeCon. Um, so I picked up the original Doom. 
they did a surprise release. They took it down, and then they put it back up like 20 minutes later. Yeah, it was weird. Double surprise. It's a a really good game. Surprisingly, it holds up well for its age. Um, The annoying thing was at launch, I don't know if it's still the case, it needed that Bethesda account, which was a pain in the ass to get into. I know they said they were going to patch it out, but I don't know if that's been done yet. I don't don't know if they have yet. But the most annoying thing is this bug where if you leave it in standby, you come back, the controls don't work anymore, so you have to restart the entire game. And I lost so many, like, so much of my progress because I didn't realize that and I didn't save the game. And it doesn't have, like, autosave between the levels. Ooh, so you have to save God, after, each, after each level. So I'd got, like, I'd done, like, seven of the levels or whatever on episode one. And then I came back and the controls didn't work, so I had to restart the game and I completely lost it all. So... I don't know if they fixed that because I know there was an update. Um, but if they haven't, make sure you save regularly because if you leave it in standby and you come back, the controls don't work. Solid PSA. Mm-hmm. I I would love to uh, to do some two player of this when they when I saw that they had the multiplayer in there, I was like, oh, yeah. that sounds really fun. That sounds like a blast. Perhaps a stream. Uh, I think I'm gonna pick up Doom Three. I don't think I'll bother with Doom Two, but Doom Three. I remember having it on the original Xbox. And it's very different, but the one scary. I really want—the one I really want—is Doom sixty four because I've never played it, and Me I neither. hope I hope it comes to uh, Switch. That'd be cool. Called it Doom Switch D four. Jeez, that's genius. That's brilliant. All right, so uh, Pixel, you were playing uh, more Hollow Knight, uh-huh. so now is me and Steve's chance to chastise you for playing old games because old game is old. I, I'm revisiting Hollow Knight, kind of building myself up for the new game's release, which probably isn't for another year or so. But, you know, Fair I enough. just don't want to forget Hollow Knight and be out of practice when it launches. You got to keep the flame alive in your heart. Exactly, yeah. So are you like, are you planning on beating it again or are you just getting back in and fussing around with well, it? I'm just messing around in it, killing stuff, running around. Yeah. Remembering the controls. Fair enough. And there was one area that must have been DLC that was released afterwards that I completely missed, so I found that and did that too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Does it does it still feel like one of your favorite games? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I have to go back and try to play that game again. See, this is the problem. None of us want to play the same games. Like Pixel's saying, like, you gotta play The Witcher, you gotta play Hollow Knight, you're like, you gotta play Fire Emblem, and none of us play the like, games that play any of us yeah, I'm like, you got to play Hotel Mario. And then you're all like, you got to play Ocarina of Time. And I'm like, no, it's brown. It's shit. We all played Undertale. We did all play Undertale. But that was because we forced each other to play Undertale for the game <laughs> we, also, we also bought Brothers and we're like, we're going to do a game we club did, on Brothers. Yeah. And then we ne- I have never even yeah, turned that, that game on. And then Pixel was like, I'm not buying it because I found out it's the mobile version after me and you had already paid for it. Well, we should have done some research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You should have. You were like, oh, buy it and we'll talk it about it. It is a really good show. game. We're like, all right. I've already played it, so I can still talk about it. Do you want to talk about it now? No, that's cheating. No, I didn't play it. There you go, then. It's your fault. I I played a little bit of it. I remember going swimming and kicking a man or something. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then avoiding some dogs. And then trying to, like, move this, like... It was like an episode of Chuckle Vision, trying to move this pole from, <laughs> like, one part, part to another. Game. <laughs> Chuckle vision the Just game. Going, <laughs> to me, to you, to me, to you. Uh, open and Pete world. has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so the other game that you played was uh, Songbird Symphony. Uh huh. That's a new. This that is, is a got, new. We got one. a code for right. Yeah, we've got a code for this one. It's pretty good. I say pretty good. It, it, it is good, but it's also shit. 
This Damn. is a problem. Like, the performance on it is so choppy in places that oh. it really put me off. It's done as that kind sucks. of the whole things as a musical. So, like, even the cutscenes are, like, done in song. But it's done, like, in a... You know when you're on a karaoke machine and you see the little ball going across the words at the bottom of the screen? Yeah. yeah. It's done like that. But the ball's actually a little bit, tiny bit too far back. So that's not actually in time either. And the oh. font is so big and obnoxious, it really put me off. And That sucks. It's fun to play, and it is quite challenging with the remembering, like, the... It's kind of, do you remember Prapper the Rapper? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that vibe to it when you go into the little kind of boss scenes. You have to copy what they're doing, and they'll do little talky song bits in between the stages. Um, so that bit's fun. If the timing's off, that's a problem. No, it's not off in the actual challenges. It's just in the, like, singy cutscene bits. Okay. So it's not that important. It's just a little bit annoying. Um, but yeah, that bit's really good. And then the actual overworld kind of gameplay is choppy and not so great. So, mm. it, do you think that's patchable though? <sighs> yes, and, and if they no. patched it, would it would it make the game feel better? It definitely feel better, yeah. But there's just not much challenge in the platform. It's it's kind okay. of like you're just going from area to area. Yeah, you're platforming. Yeah, there are some little puzzles, and you can help people and collect collectibles, or little song notes. Um, but other than that, you know, because I I was expecting it to be more of a platformer. Because I love platformers, and it just isn't. Like it's got platforming, but it doesn't click as a platformer. It's more of a kind of walk between the two scenes and pretend you're platforming. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And the load times are horrendous. Like you know, like in a Mario game back on the like NES, you go between a screen and you have to wait for the next one to slide in. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but like four times longer. Ooh, oh my no. god! No, yeah. no, 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 no! Yeah, that's that's a deal breaker. So that's yeah. unfortunate, man. I, I, Every I was time anyone in says that's a deal breaker, I just think of that rock. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's just yeah. a side tangent. <laughs> so if you like, shut uh, it down. If you like, if you like waiting for games to load, choppy cutscenes, and um, good gameplay that's kind of like Parappa the Rapper, then Songbird Symphony. All right, uh, buyer beware, I guess, on that one. Uh, all right, so before we get into the news, I've got some plugs for you. So uh, if this is your first time joining us here on the podcast, thank you and welcome. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a like on your audio uh, hosting platform of choice. If you guys want to you know, find some more content from us, you can visit us over at youtube.com slash lootpots where we've got a ton of new content. We've got Pixel's brand new gather language analysis video. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you are... You saw the trailer, you're listening to this episode, you're all in on this Pokemon talk, but you feel like you just need a little bit more, go check out Pixel's latest analysis video. It's only 10 minutes this time, so um, you know you can watch it on your lunch break and you know still get to eat or something. So uh, he made it a little bit more digestible for you, so go, go check it out. Uh, we've also got episode 2 of me and Steve's Dream Daddy Let's Play, which, whew, man, you guys are watching in droves. Please go check it out. Uh, hey, that, that's got Pokemon it, in it, too. It does. It does. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, we're chock full of Pokemon stuff this week. So go check it out. We'd really appreciate the support. Uh, you can also catch us on twitch.tv slash loopots. Uh, we've been a little inactive over there lately, but, um, I am building a brand new PC, which is going to stream like a dream. So, uh, get ready for more regular streaming on that platform. Go ahead and follow us over there so that you're ready and you know when we go live. 
Um, then you can also get our articles, our reviews, our news, all that kind of fun stuff over at lootpots.com. Uh, so go check that out. And last but not least, make sure you follow at lootpots on Twitter and, uh, come connect with us. Come let us know what you're thinking about all the stuff we're doing or send your questions, any of that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, go join our Discord channel. We've got an awesome little community of pots heads over there, uh, that is growing every day. We're constantly in there talking about, the hot new game, sharing Mario Maker levels, you know. So if you, you know, want to come chat uh, with any of the three of us or, um, you know, connect with some other cool Nintendo fans like yourself, it's a great place to be. And last plug for the day, we've got patreon.com slash pots, which is, of course, the greatest way for you to support the show and help us grow and do more for you like Pixel's awesome video. Uh, if you go and support us there at the $5 level, you'll be able to get our patron exclusive show after dark where we talk about non-video game stuff um, mostly. And then sometimes we talk about video game stuff that's not related to Nintendo. So it's a good time. You're going to want to check it out. We think it's worth your time and uh, we hope you'll go and show your support. We gotta get back into the show. Okay. This isn't the after dark. This is the show. No, it's not. I wish it was. No, this but is. We Stan have to in. get to the main topic, and we have like six news items, so we gotta. Black, we gotta black move. pudding is the main topic. <laughs> That's the title this, of the show. <laughs> this is why we have after dark. <laughs> Episode thirty-five. Black pudding is the main topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pokemon black pudding. All right, so jumping into the news this week, we're starting it off with what's so fucking Pokemon <laughs> Black Pudding. <laughs> I was imagining the box art and just a piece of fucking black pudding in the middle. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh god! Oh, my god. oh no. We we have fun in those little breaks that we take. This is why you need to go listen to our show after you dark. Know, you it's know just- how they're doing like. A British, it's all British shit now, right? He's, we're going to talk going about. Right into we're going to talk about right the main topic. We're yeah? just usurping they, the host. It's fine. They could do. They could do like a little black pudding, and like the eyes could be the little white fatty bits, and then it could have like a little smiley face, like a Billy bear, yeah. but black pudding. Yeah. Well, they do white pudding as well, which is oh, do they? What the fuck's that? It's like the other bits that they don't use. <laughs> oh oh god. my god! All right, okay, I'm taking back over. So, getting back to the news. <laughs> Uh, we're going to kick things off with the announcement that The Outer Worlds is coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, this was kind of like a uh, a, a big surprise last mm. week where um, Nintendo of America revealed that it'll be coming to Switch with a little video that they did uh, that had kind of an interview with the senior producer of the game. And we know that it's coming later. So, you know, if you're like me, really, really itching to play this game when it drops in like two months, um, you're not going to be able to do it on Switch. But, uh, you know, it, this is a cool one just because this is a game I really wouldn't have expected to come to Switch considering it's, you know, like it's like a modern AAA game. So that's like always kind of a, a, a weird gamble. We had this conversation in the lost episode. That I'd never even heard of it until they said it was coming to Switch. What the hell? How have you not heard of it? I We've don't been know. banging That's on about it for like ages. This is a problem I have, right? I'll be up to date on all the indies and stuff, and then a game will come out like Spider-Man. I had no idea that was coming to PS4 until like a week before it came out, and I was like, oh wow, that looks awesome. I just seemed, What is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> you just, I guess he just ignores E3 announcements? Oh my god. This game I've been so excited about because it's basically New Vegas in space. And, and I can't wait. And I actually think because September is rammed full of stuff that I'm going to wait and I'm going to play this on Switch rather than playing this when it comes out. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is the only other game that's a game of the year contender for me. Yeah. I think I think there's a real chance this game is going to like wow people. And for me, I'm really excited about it because it's 
in aside from Horizon Zero Dawn, it's the only current gen game I can think of that's a huge deal to me. That's an original IP. Like I know there have been some new IP this gen, like Near and you know a lot of stuff that like people are hot on, but none of it's really anything that speaks to me. Like when I think of the best games of this generation, they're almost all sequels. Apart from The Witcher. That's a sequel. It's Witcher 3. Oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> if you class Splatoon as the Wii... If you class the Wii U as part of this generation, Splatoon's a big one for me. I don't, though. Mm. I would say that's the last game of the seventh console generation. Okay, fair enough. But even if even if you want to get cute like that... You don't give a shit about Splatoon, I know you don't. No, I like Splatoon fine. I like it fine. But it's not Arms amazing. Arms too. Oh, Arms is okay. Let's be honest. Arms is okay. They're both good. Neither of them. I prefer Arms to Splatoon, actually, but that's oh, an unpopular man. opinion for sure. Very Fine. unpopular. I'm not, I'm not here to argue about it. I'm, they're all good. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't feel like there are as many standout new IP as there were last generation. Like I feel like near the end of the last generation, it got to the point where we're like, Jesus, it's nothing but sequels these days. And I remember Dishonored like felt like a breath of fresh air. I tell you what, Cyberpunk, I think, is going to be one of these games. Oh, for fucking sure. We do class Bloodborne as a new IP, even though it is pretty much a Souls game, but it's in a new... Definite, definitely. And that was like the first big new PS4 IP, but I'm not really into those kinds of games. What about Death Stranding? That's one of them. Death Stranding as well. I don't think Death Stranding is going to be good. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to eat my words on that one, but if that game comes out and it's like a hard seven, I will not be surprised at all. So... Jury's out on that one. But uh, we're, we're getting in the weeds. My point is, it's an exciting new IP from an exciting developer. It's really cool. It's coming to Nintendo Switch. I hope it runs well. Do you know this is the second Obsidian game com- coming to um, Switch? Behind... Well, Pillars of Eternity, which we'll talk about in out this week. It, isn't that technically a Black Isle game? No, it's, a, it's Obsidian. Oh, it's a brand. Obsidian. It's a fresh IP. They uh, kickstarted that game. Oh, oh my god. I totally had like a weird brain conflation <laughs> between that and the CRPGs. Yeah. Because I know Black Isle used to do those. That's so funny. Okay. I can't believe I did that. Um, all right. So moving along, um, we've got uh, Yokai Watch 1 officially coming to Switch in uh, Japan at least and has a new trailer. We talked about this a couple weeks ago when they announced it on their uh, <laughs> like weird, like, virtual YouTubers YouTube channel of like, oh, there's a Yokai Watch <laughs> yeah. 1 port coming. So we knew this was happening. It's cool to get the official confirmation. Um I threw out the the pot signal last time we talked about Yokai Watch being like, if you're a big Yokai Watch fan, make sure you write in and talk to us because we don't care about this. So Hey, I care about it. Oh, you're a Yokai Watch guy? Yeah, I played it all the way through. I, I guess I wasn't in that episode. No, you weren't in that episode, no. It, it was a me and Steve joint, and we very much came to the conclusion of... I think DJ might have been on that one, too. Okay. And we yeah. were like, yo, like, Yokai Watch is cool. Absolutely no shade. I just feel like it's a thing I missed the boat on age-wise. Like, I tried to play it and was like, it's a little too easy. And yeah. I don't have the nostalgia that I have for Pokemon. And there's no, at least to my knowledge, there's no, like, post-game competitive scene community that you can get into. So it just, like, never connected with me. But it always seemed like something that, like, if I had been, like... A kid when it came out, I think I would have been all fucking in on it. It's, it's kind of the same as Pokemon in the fact that you, it is kind of like for well, it's aimed at kids, as most of those games are. Yeah, but yeah, for sure, you don't have to be a kid to enjoy it. And the only the only thing that sets it apart from Pokemon in a negative light 
is a battle system isn't it's kind of automated to a point so Ooh, there's not no i don't like that well like imagine i don't know you're, you're playing pokemon your pokemon's always use tackle no matter what you do they're always using tackle and then it's up to you to make them do another move yeah and instead of having like well you can have multiple pokemon at once but imagine instead of throwing your pokeballs out that you're kind of cycling through them so you can just switch you know that's actually fairly similar to persona that you can automate it and you can yeah. skip mm-hmm. through um, and I actually quite enjoy that. That you, if you, do, if you're not massively into the battles, you can kind of just blitz through it and get them to automatically do what they want to do. For the first Yokai Watch game, I enjoyed the story and the setting more than I have any other Pokemon game. So you've only played one Pokemon game. That doesn't. <laughs> well, I've only played one Pokemon game all the way through. I've dipped into others. But like okay. All right. the the way the way it's presented and the story and I don't know it's just got a bit more charm to it than Pokemon does. Interesting. I I kind of like feel the opposite about it. Okay. But but I respect that. It, I I wouldn't go into expecting a Pokemon like experience if you're looking for like you know tactical battles and things like that. It's it's not for you. If you're going in for kind of like an easy play, fun, relaxing game, then yeah. Cool. Well, I'm I'm interested to see how it does on Switch because I know it's never really quite connected in the states, and I wonder if this is another opportunity for it to do so. Well, I, I wonder if it's even coming. Um, That's a good point. I think it probably will. I feel like it's done respectable enough to mm-hmm. warrant a port. I just don't think it's like like in Japan, it had a Pokemon level moment of oh, yeah. mania, and even the, even the new one on on 3ds did it, it sold it sold really well. Yeah, so you know. I just, it's never quite reached that level of status here, and it'll be interesting to see if it can. I'm in love with the box art, by the way. Have you seen it in the trailer? Just oh, no, the I weird didn't. little orange cat thing. Gibbiano, like, whatever he's called, yeah. The main, yeah, the main guy. He's like their Pikachu. <laughs> All right, so next up, we've got the uh, revival of another classic 3DS franchise. Uh, there's a new Cooking Mama game that's uh, appearing on Australian and German rating sites, which, you know, seems to point to the idea that there might be a Cooking Mama reboot. Uh, I, in the works, I, I only ever makes played sense. Cooking Mama on the Wii. I never played any of them extensively. I remember, I think my my cousin's daughter had one of them on the original DS, and I I like helped her out and like played it a little bit. She's, okay. like, she's like a little little kid. Um, so like I've experienced it a bit, but it was never a game I devoted much time to. Um, I could see it being a really good Switch game though. Yeah, I quite like it, and um. I I liked this game. I like Cooking Mama, and I really liked a, a series called Trauma Center on the Wii and the DS. That. They were really good. Yeah, I'd like to see those come back as well. Trauma Center is like such a fucking funny game. Like I uh, I remember back like way before the Game Grumps days, like when Eagle Raptor was just doing animations. He did like a, a a video making fun of it. I think it was one of the awesome series things. And, like, it, the entire thing, it's just like, oh, like, you've just completed medical school. Like, all right, time to enter the field. Then it's just like, get your laser gun. You got to shoot all the diseases. Pow, pow. You know, and it's like, it's such a weird fucking game. And, like, if you make any mistake, like, the level ends and it's just like, oh, you lost your patient. Your doctor was so devastated. They left the medical profession. I'm like, dude, this doctor needs to be able to lose people. That is part of the, that's part of being a doctor. All right. Like, you got to suck it up. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so Cooking Mama, keep an eye out for it. We'll update you. Uh, Darksiders 2, Definitive. 
What a stupid fucking name. They did it with all of them. They did it with that bloody the last um the last Darksiders, and they did it with the Red Faction uh, remastered. It's really annoying. The puns are really annoying. That's so good though. I love terrible puns. The definitive division. That's because you're such a dad. That's why. Yeah, I got I got that BDE man, big dad energy. (laughs) (laughs) Check out our Dream Daddy Let's Play, please. Go watch it. (laughs) (laughs) A moment of desperation. Uh, it's launching on Switch September 26th. Uh, we already yeah. knew it was on the way. We got a, the release trailer and everything. So No, we didn't know it was on the way. This is the first time it's been announced. We only knew it was on the way because Pixel found it. Yeah, but we knew it was on the way. Well, we, we in this room knew. Like, this is not news to me. You know, no. like, they, they officially revealed it and gave us a trailer and a release date. But, like, they had all the promotional fucking material up like two months ago so <laughs> all right so it's finally coming get excited i guess uh pixel you are you is your like stance against them over yet are you gonna play this <clears throat> nope cool all right moving right along nintendo switch Lite to have more energy efficient igzo igzo i don't know igzo i'm gonna call it display from sharp according to the wall street journal uh, so this screen is supposed to be 80 to 90% more efficient than the current amorphous silicon ASI display being used on the launch Nintendo Switch. Not clear if the new Switch revision that we talked about, I think, two weeks ago is going to have the new screen too. Uh, but this is interesting. I'm going to go with yes, by the way. I'm going to go with yes. Because too, I've, yeah. I've seen the FCC teardown images when they put it through and the screen's different on it. It's got a lot smaller bezel when you remove the screen. So it is a different screen. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I'm wondering if that's, is it going to represent a dip in quality at all? Because I know that was a big thing with like the, the Vita, where like the, the original launch Vita had a more expensive and like nicer screen. And there was an OLED screen and then they swapped out for an LCD. Yeah. Didn't they do that with the 3DS as well? Uh, but they did the opposite. 3DS got better, right? Yeah. Yeah, the screen got better on the 3DS. So I would imagine they're probably going to continue in that they direction. They seem to do that with a lot of their consoles. I remember when the, the GBA SP went from like the front-lit screen to the back-lit screen and everyone wanted yeah. the, the back-lit version. And that shit was just cool as fuck. Are you kidding me? The clamshell? like Yeah, I loved that was, design. It was like literally like the size of a credit card. That shit was so awesome. <laughs> I never ended up getting one, but I thought it was so cool. We'll see about this. I, that's the kind of thing that I'm going to wait until Pixel buys one and does an analysis video before I can really say much about it. I, I'm uh, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with Pixel, though, that they're definitely going to use... They're not going like, to keep buying the old screens unless they've got loads of them sitting around. Right. Um, it's not, it's um, not like they even have to make a different size screen. They just buy the same bit. Yeah. And if you order it in bulk, it's going to get cheaper. So they're just going to switch the screens over whatever. I'd, I'd be like 99% sure that the new Switch has a new screen. I would think so. Why Why wouldn't you want it to be uniform? You know, it's easier to buy all of the same part. And if this is cheaper, more affordable, whatever it is, like, that's the way to go. And I think the reporting's accurate because it's the same person that reported that they were already working on two new Switch models before they announced the Switch Lite and the revised Switch. Mm-hmm. And also reported that they moved production to Singapore. So they seem to know what they're talking about. There you go. All right, so the last story on this list is uh, keeping up with our theme of Pokemon. Uh, there's a new Pokemon Center pop-up coming to London in October. Uh, so if you're in the States and you've ever been to New York City's Pokemon, what used to be the Pokemon Center, now the Nintendo World Store, you've got an idea of what we're looking at here. It's going to be a Pokemon-centric, uh, you know, 
shopping experience. But if it's a pop up, that means it's limited, right? So that that means it's only going to be around for. So it's like a, it, from the 18th, I think it was, until the launch day of Sword and Shield. Yeah, so it's October yes, 18th yeah. to November 15th. Yeah, I was I was stalling while I pulled up the article. Like, I don't remember the date. And it's in, it's, it's in Westfield in Shepherd's Bush, if you want to visit. Around the corner from Steve's relative's house, if you want to go visit. It is it is literally down the road from my sister's house, so I will be I will be going. I was gonna say like I've only got so much time to try and book a flight now. I gotta get out there. Oh, you know this is going this is gonna be bundled up in the package. I mean I'm gonna get a list of stuff from you to send along with the <laughs> Zelda special edition. It's like oh Zelda special edition comes out uh like literally oh no no it comes out before that mm-hmm. it does. You have to send me two packages. I'm Steve. gonna send you two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's here's what I want you to do. I want when you're there, I'd like you to live stream yourself oh, walking okay. around to our Twitter and I'll just watch and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I want that. I want that. I want that. And just you know, oh, we'll send you a nice memory. Like my missus asked me to do that when I went shop. There's a shop around the corner from us and she didn't want to go out and she wanted me to pick up ice cream. And I was like, Well, which one do you want? She's like, Oh, I don't know, you know. What have they got in? Because they rotate the stock. Yeah. So this is totally off topic, by the way. <laughs> but um, she had me Facebook stream the fucking freezer, oh and I was God. pushing people out of the way so she could see the ice creams. It was absolutely ridiculous. I I, I did that once before, uh, but it was with makeup, where I was like, I was picking up, like, I think like eyeliner or something for Sarah while I was at Target, and I was like, which one? And she's like, oh, it's like this one. And I like literally like FaceTimed her and was just like, is it this one? Like I just want to be hundred percent sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's exciting. I'm I'm excited to see uh, Steve live tweet that one. Mm, I'm outraged that they haven't corrected the spelling of center though. That's really disappointing. Yeah. No, no, oh. no, they don't. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't use your bullshit, fucking. Well, if you're bringing spelling. your bullshit over to England, <laughs> yeah, you do. They they did say there's going to be UK exclusive items in there, so maybe it will be all the merch, but with RE at the end. Yeah. Yo. Okay. I'm in. If there's UK exclusive merch, you got to send me some of that exclusive. Oh god. Can- yeah, you can see his po- his Pikachu dressed up as a British person. Because we all dress like that. I want Pikachu dressed up as a beef eater. <laughs> that's God. that's what I need. <laughs> Honestly, though, Steve, I feel like you'd look cute in this outfit. The little he's got this little suit, the little bowler hat, the bowler hat with the Pokeball tie, and then he's got a Psyduck umbrella. It's like very stylish. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cute. But I, you know, this is see, I I this is what I liked about Let's Go. You know, you could dress up your Pikachu. It was cute, and I can't do that in Sword and Shield, so I'm sad about that. You probably can. We'll yeah, see. you totally can. They just probably haven't announced it yet. I thought they they like. Oh yeah, maybe. We'll see. I didn't think it was in there, but see, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that Pixel could pull off this look, but I definitely feel like you could, Steve. Yeah, it's because I'm old before my time, right? No, it's because you and Pikachu have the same energy. I-, I was talking about this with Sarah the other day. I feel like we're like a boy band, you know? Like, Pixel's the handsome one. I'm the edgy one. You're the cute one. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like I feel like you could pull it off. It's because I got rosy cheeks like Pikachu. That's what it is. Yeah. He's <laughs> not even denying it. It's just like, yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> Steve, can you just go Pika Pika for us? <laughs> Pika Pika. Can you do it in more of a high-pitched, you know? Pika Pika. Yeah, it works. Perfect. Right, that's going to be a sample for the next fucking track, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's why he made you do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Always plan ahead. <laughs> All right, so moving along to out this week, we've got Mario Tennis Aces uh, free to play for Nintendo Switch Online members until Tuesday, August 13th. Um, that's just for UK, right? Because there's a North American one too, but isn't it different dates? Ooh, oh, same I don't know. I thought it was the same. Okay. Oh, you know what? I think it is. I think it is. I remember I edited that article. All right. Cool. <laughs> so go check that out for free until August 13th. You got like a few days at this point. Uh, there's a new demo for Cadence of Hyrule available as well. If you haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet, um, Steve and I both enjoyed our time with it, him more than me. So Cadence of Hyrule, if you were on the fence about it, go give it a shot. Oh, do you know that might be my game of the year so far? It's such a good game. You did say that when it came out. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I had a hard time like getting into it, into it though. Like it was a fun idea, but I didn't super connect with it. Because it didn't have scar so music, I, that's why. Yeah, it's th- there wasn't enough upbeats, you know? <laughs> no, that soundtrack is r- r- fucking rips. Like, if, if there's anything, like, that game is worth paying for just to listen to it alone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wish that you got a downloadable, like, album. All the cadence of high, uh, all the um, Crypt of the Necromancer soundtracks are on Spotify. So I'm hoping, because Nintendo yeah. don't put their stuff on, but maybe because I've forgotten the company's name now. Brace Yourself Games, I think it was. Is that right? I'm hoping that they'll put it on Spotify. That would be cool. I hope Nintendo will do that one of these days now that Square did it. And it's like a thing that people have done. Like, yo, just give me all the Nintendo music on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, although then they might get more like touchy about sampling it and stuff, which I don't want them to do because uh, that's my bread and butter. Um, <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash Jetpack Advantage. Okay. So um, Pillars of Eternity coming out uh, Thursday, August 8th. So that's that's pretty cool. Pillars Pillars of Eternity is a beloved game. So, so beloved, you confused it with another one. Yeah, that doesn't just that doesn't mean I love it. <laughs> People like it. Yeah, I'm probably probably gonna pick this up after I've played a little bit more Fire Emblem because I I need to stop buying games and not playing them. Yeah, really need to stop doing that. Especially Fire Emblem. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I bet you'll be picking up the next game though, won't you? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no. The next game, uh, Friday, August 9th, we've got Turok Two: Seeds of Evil. <laughs> Steve's boyfriend's favorite game of all time. Yeah, I think it probably is up there. Yeah. Game of the year 2019, Tarak 2. <laughs> does, he, does he know it's coming out on Switch? Yeah, but he's got them on Xbox, so I don't think... Uh... Okay. And then on Tuesday, August 13th, we've got Friday the 13th, the game Ultimate Slasher Edition. Um, this is interesting to me that this is coming to Switch because they have had a pretty significant uh, hiccup with this game where I don't know if it's been resolved, but there was like a rights issue where like they ended up kind of losing the rights because they changed hands and they were like not able to continue developing the game. So I don't know if this is just like, it's it's the ultimate slasher edition. So this is like, it's done. We're not putting out any more content for it, but you can still play it, which is fine. But like for an online game, like you kind of want there to be new content coming out and everything. So mm-hmm. do you know what really annoys me about this release? If they'd waited one more month, they could have actually released it on Friday the 13th instead of a Tuesday the 13th. What were they thinking? Just, <laughs> just hold it back a month. Who's running your marketing department? Jeez. Though, to be fair, if they waited one month, it would have come out in September and would have been, like, fucking fighting for oxygen. Yeah. And the next the next Friday the 13th isn't until December. Mm. Do you know what's really refreshing about it, though? The screenshots are clearly from the Switch. That's good. 
Like, you can tell because they look like trash. <laughs> so, this is just up. one, I would say, despite the fact that it's it has generally gotten good buzz, you might want to just check out where the development status is on this one. Because, like, buyer yeah. beware, I don't want you to plunk down your hard-earned money for a game that nobody's supporting anymore. I was excited about the concept, though. I've watched a couple of um, a couple of YouTubers playing it, and it seems like a really fun concept to kind of work as a team to get away from Jason. If you are attracted to this game, you should check out Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight oh, I love Dead is by Daylight. Uh, very similar. Mm. It's coming to Switch as well, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it actually came to Switch last week. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like I remember us reading it out this week or yeah. something like that. Recently. You like you like put put them on the trees and stuff, don't you? you like, yeah. You like yeah. get the person and put them on the trees. Yeah. I like that. And game. then like other people can come and save them. And yeah. I, there's a bunch of movie monsters in that game now that <clears> aren't Jason. So um, I think like I think like Scream and some of the other like slasher characters are in that oh, as okay, well. That's so fun. if this is if this game seems appealing to you, you might want to go check out Dead by Daylight. You know when people say like, "Oh, it looks like it's running on a potato," as a kind of general <laughs> meme. <laughs> Looking at the Switch screenshots, it legitimately looks like it's running on a potato. <laughs> I told you they were clearly the Switch screenshots. Wow! Look at the hair. <laughs> So fucking framey. Uh. I didn't even watch this video. There's not much to it. It's two fucking minutes, Steve. You couldn't watch a two minute video in preparation. I, watch watching it now, it. quickly. I'm doing it. You can. You keep talking. Yeah. And I'm watching it. This fucking son of a bitch. I was just about to be like, "All right, shut up, everybody. It's the main <clears> topic." I'm so, and he just immediately takes the fucking wind out of my sails. Watch the damn video. I'll I'm talk watching about it. it. I've read your article. Right. I know what's in there. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, you read the article that I wrote over on mm. Loopots.com? Mm. I, I read that. Yeah, it was pretty comprehensive. I have to say. So you know what happened. Mm. Hold on, that's just these. Was that okay. a real sneeze or a comedy? That was one? a real sneeze. Is that actually how you sneeze? Yeah, sometimes. That's like you're literally like you're doing slapstick comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Have I stalled enough? I'm I'm watching it, but you you run it. Oh, what's the weird bear thing? Let's say from Danganronpa. We'll get into that when we actually talk about it. All right, go go go. Jeez, you're right. He, he looks like uh, Nino Nino Kuni. No, that's a different thing. What's his name? Monokuma. That's his name. Uh, okay, so um, Game Freak teased uh, a new trailer drop for Sword and Shield like a week ago-ish, and um, we finally got that new information. If you are a Pokemon fan or have ever paid attention to the uh, you know PR rollout for a Pokemon game, I think you knew what to expect from this trailer, and we got exactly that. They showed off uh, some new Pokemon, um, some of which are very interesting. They introduced us to our two rivals and the, the new potentially criminal organization i don't i don't really know potentially absolutely i don't know if they're criminals though they they kind of just like comedy value they're anarchists at the very least that would be awesome um you're just making me like them more and more (laughs) uh and then uh we'll also talk a little bit about the japanese version which gave us some like different angles and talked about some new gameplay mechanics and stuff so uh not like um anything that was like a bomb drop but there's a lot of information here to Mm. chew on if if you're interested you know um so for me i would say the the number one headline was that uh we got the confirmation of the return of regional variant pokemon uh in the form of galarian forms so if you were a fan of sun and moon um you know we got tons of those kind of regional 
variants of specifically Gen One Pokemon. And they made it. They made it through to Let's Go because I remember having my Digwood thing with the blonde hair. Yes, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you were able to trade for the Alolan forms in Let's Go, which was cool. Um, so there, there was like a few cool ones. I was a really big fan of Alolan forms as a concept. I think it's a really fun way to like breathe new life into old Pokemon. Um, so we got the uh, the announcement of uh, Galarian Weezing was the first one that that we were shown, and um, he is very interesting. He's got a couple of uh, top hats that look like smokestacks, and then he's got like poison gas on his face as like facial hair. He's got like a very fancy little mustache. Uh, I'm a big fan. (laughs) He's my favorite. He looks like a bong, though, which everybody was saying on Twitter, and it's like once once somebody said that, I can't unsee it now. And there's like that shot from the Japanese trailer of where he's like using an attack and his eyes are all red and it just like, <laughs> oh, God. it's too much. It's too much. Uh, interestingly, too, he's got a new uh, poison fairy typing, which the original Weezing is just poison. So the fairy typing in there is interesting and um, potentially has some pretty interesting battle implications, actually, because I think that means he'll take neutral damage from poison which makes him a pretty good switch in on fairy types actually that's the first time they've ever done poison fairy isn't it it's the first ever poison fairy pokemon i believe so yeah uh and then they also um they were like you know they showed off kind of like they always do those the still image of them with some of the like stats and stuff and they're in addition to levitate which is the normal ability for wheezing there's another like unknown ability that it has which is pretty cool so interested to see what that one's going to be but the other Galarian variant Pokemon that we saw has way more interesting implications. So for starters, I actually realized I forgot to mention this in the article. Uh, so it's Galarian, Zigzagoon, and Lanoon, which were Gen 3 Pokemon, which this marks the first time that there's a regional variant that's not a Gen 1 Pokemon. But then they also revealed that there's a new regional exclusive evolution to the line known as Obstagoon, who looks like a fucking roadie for Kiss or something. <laughs> but whatever. So this is the first time that there's been a new uh, evolution added to one of these lines. This is a new species of Pokemon that is specifically only from this this line um, of the variant. And then also it's interesting because it's the first time since Gen 4, which is uh, Diamond and Pearl and Platinum, where they've actually added a new evolution to an existing Pokemon line. That hasn't happened in three generations. So the fact that this is happening now, I think also is probably a tease towards the fact that we're going to get a Gen 4. Uh, presumably, we're going to get a Gen 4 remake this generation as well, because it's time for that one. There's an article ages ago where they had an interview with the developers, like Game Freak, and the guy that did like the original, I think it was a woman actually, did the original design for Pikachu. And they revealed that there was like a third evolution that never got used called Gorichu, I think it was. Yeah. I wonder if they'll actually bring that in there. That would be so weird. He's like super like spiky and stuff. And I think the only reason that they, not so that they definitely wouldn't, but the thing that makes me feel like something like that is the least likely is because then it would be a, f- a Pokemon with a four tiered evolution line. And that doesn't, that's never happened before. Yeah, I suppose. Be interesting though. Uh, so then we also got a look at a brand new Pokemon from the region uh, called Morpeko or Morpeko. I'm not totally sure. Um, but he's interesting. He's a little hamster boy 
and he's got a special ability or not a special ability it's a special move called aura wheel which will let him change forms which switches his type so he's got a full belly mode where he's an electric type and looks like your standard pikachu clone uh and then there's hangry mode when he uses that ability which turns him into a dark type uh and like steve pointed out he definitely looks like Monokuma from Dragon um, <laughs> Rampa. Dragon Rampa, yeah, which is which is funny. His his type pairings stay as Dark Electric, no matter which mode he's in, which kind of hangry or not. It, but his moves change, so he's always he's oh, always really? Dark Electric. But when he's in hangry mode, his oh. available move set will adjust more towards that kind of state. Are you sure? I'm like ninety percent sure about that. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting one. Uh, this isn't totally new. There is, um, I can't remember its name, but Mellow, Mellow, I don't know. There, It's the psychic normal Pokemon that was a legendary and it's able to turn into normal fighting by using a specific move. So this isn't like totally unheard of, but obviously it's it's interesting and any Pokemon that breaks up the, the status quo is always a fun one and the competitive implications there are potentially very interesting. I've just checked on um, Morpeko, and it's just one of the moves that changes. So Aura move, Aura Wheel changes from Electric to Dark type. Okay, um, but he's always Electric Dark mode. He's always Electric Dark. Just okay. some of the moves change from one form to another. So then we also got to look at the uh, two new rivals. Uh, I think it's Betty, B E D E, maybe, Bede, and, uh, I think, and yeah, Beedy, Bead. Is it Beedy? I thought it was just Bead. Oh, all the names in the game are based on flowers or food or crops. What's Marnie? Is Marnie a crop? No, but... That's an actual name. It's like Milo. His real name's Yarrow in Japanese, which is field. Oh, okay. Some are lost in translation a bit. We don't really have too much note to go on with Beedy. Like, he just kind of looks like a dick. Um, based on, like, <laughs> the literally. one screenshot that we have of him. No, he just, you know, he's got, like, a very, like, he looks... He looks like that anime character who's like, oh, like, you're you're so pathetic and whatever, you suck. And, like, just, like, this holier-than-thou attitude. He got his endorsement from um, Chairman Rozo, and he's actually got Chairman Rozo's logo on the back of his, I don't know what it is, like, coat. So there's some kind of link there. And the Pokemon website does say that he has other motives than just becoming the Gala Gym Challenge winner. He's sketchy. Uh, and then Marnie is interesting because she has some kind of connection to the new um, team, Team Yell, who are like basically a group of like rowdy, like it's like a rowdy soccer club that follows her around and roots for mm-hmm. her in her battles or whatever, which is so silly. Um, I'm interested to I see that. I love one of them Karen's like Vuvuzelas around with him. <laughs> yeah, and the other one's got like a like a, a like a poster of her. You know, stretched out and stuff. I don't know. They look interesting. I'm not sure if they're actually going to be criminals or if they're just going to be like more like Team Skull where they're like, oh, they're just nice and misunderstood. But I saw a lot of people being like, I think it's really funny that Game Freak made the villains an annoying like fan base. (laughs) It's like, damn, little little on the nose, Game Freak taking a pot (laughs) shot at us. Why don't you? Imagine if all they did all the game was just whine about the national decks. Be perfect. I mean, Mm. hey, what are you going to (laughs) do? Hashtag Dexit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I they're they're cute or whatever. We'll see more about them. Obviously, like story reveals or whatever when it comes to Pokemon. 
so then, there, like I said before, um, there was like a slightly different Japanese version of the trailer that got like a better look at cutscenes and environments and animations and stuff. And I, I, I honestly think that like looking at the Japanese trailer, it, it assuaged some of my concerns about the graphical fidelity that people have been calling out. Cause there are a few moments where like it looked pretty nice and like, you know, some of the environments look like better than I was thinking. So I, I think it's actually looking like, especially the open part of the map, like looks pretty promising, I think. So that, that was exciting for me. Uh, and then the other thing was there was a new feature, which they only showed off in the Japanese trailer, which is this um, thing where you'll be able to send Pokemon that aren't in your active roster off on uh, missions to like basically do errands mm-hmm. and stuff. And they'll be able mm-hmm. to like earn resources for you while getting EXP. Pokey jobs. Yeah, it's it's like very reminiscent of like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood where you'd like send out units to go like do crap and then eventually you, you get rewards for it. So I don't know, it's that's actually pretty interesting. like um it's like uh Fortnite Save the World as well. Where you can send out some of your people and they let level up and then they come back with some shit for you. Seems kind of like a replacement for the um I forgot what's cool now, the day center where you could I know you could do eggs there, but you could also leave Pokemon, they'd get experience and that's what the jobs do as well. They gain experience while they stay there doing the job. Well I never used that aspect in Let's Go. Because I know that was in there and I I never I never got around to doing it. In general, I thought this was a pretty good trailer. Um, I, I saw like a lot of mixed reactions about it because I think it's just it's so like par for the course, and I think people want more than that given the attitude about the game right now. But how many more of these do you think we're gonna get? I'm sorry. How many more of these do you think we're gonna get? At Two? least five. You think five? Oh, you know what? We're cl- we're closer to it than yeah. I thought. Than I'm thinking. I think they're doing one a month. I think they'll do at least one a mm-hmm. month. And there's a good chance that they'll also do, like, the drip feed on Twitter, mm-hmm. where, like, they'll do a lot of shorter videos that are, like, this is a 10-second video on how this thing works, or here's this new Pokemon. And I think we'll get some supplemental stuff like we did with Sun and Moon. Um, but, yeah, you're probably right. Probably one per month, so, like, f- three more, maybe? I'm going to. Okay. September, October. I'm going to go with five. Five. <laughs> one per month plus one more makes sense, but I, I think probably no more than five. I don't know. I'm still excited. I still have the hype. I, l- I love Pokemon. Have you pre-ordered it yet? No. So the hype's not fully there, there yet. Eventually. I don't really pre-order shit, though. I pre-ordered fucking Fire Emblem the day before and it came uh, out. The day they, like, announce some badges or some stickers or some free shit, you'll be pre-ordering it. Yeah, for sure. That's what gets me. It's like, oh, is there swag? All right, I'll take some free stuff. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this trailer did what it needed to do. It got me excited about a few specific things, and I'm excited for the implications of... Like, what the new Obstagoon addition to the line means and stuff like that. I like all the new Pokemon they've been showing us. Like, I'm in. I think this game's going to be fun. I don't I don't think it's going to be revolutionary. I don't think it's the change Pokemon needs. But I think I'll enjoy it. It is a step in the right direction. you got to remember, besides Let's Go, this is our first outing into a full console game. So yeah. this is probably their starting point for what could potentially be a lot better games in the future i hope so i'm just concerned like i feel like they're heading for a assassin's creed moment where people are like i'm fucking done with this like it's been annualized and i have fatigue and you need to go away and make a better version of it which i think would be good for the brand overall but i don't want to see it stumble like that because they're just like we're gonna ride this for all it's fucking worth you know they could go down like the mmo route where the wild area is more you know multiple players at once and 
you can go from like the main game into a kind of online area. I, I would love to see that, like a Destiny style. Just make one game and keep adding to it. I'm fine with that as a separate thing. Like I would be into that as an idea if they did it as its own thing. But I, I don't want. I just want to. I just want them to make a good RPG. That's what. That's the thing that Pokemon needs to do. I don't feel like they need to fucking reinvent the wheel, you know? Like, So get the Fire Emblem team on it, is that what you're saying? I literally said that to my friend the other day. I was like, if 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 they told me that... What are they called again? Intelligent Systems, right? Yeah, if they were telling me Intelligent Systems was making a Pokemon game, and it was like, oh, it's like fully voice acted and there's a story or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I'm down, I'm down. They've proven to me they can make a good JRPG. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. That's the end of the episode. All right. So, <laughs> uh, if you are high on Pokemon Sword and Shield, if you're not, hit me up at Pete at Lupots.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you're cool and nice, I'll read them on the air. Let me know where your hype levels are at for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Are you are you back on the hype train? Did it never leave the station for you? Let's find out. <laughs> uh, so again, if you guys want to show your support for the show, remember you can hit us up with a like on your audio podcasting platform of choice. You can hit us up at youtube.com slash loopots, twitch.tv slash loopots, or loopots.com to check out all of our other cool content. Make sure you go check out Pixels brand spanking new video about the Galar language analysis and how sponsors play a role in the game, uh, which he teased a little bit in this conversation. So go check that out. Uh, we've got episode two of our Dream Daddy Let's Play. Please go watch it. <laughs> and uh, we've also got uh, you know a ton of other cool stuff in the pipe. So you're going to want to go get tuned in on all those platforms. Uh, come join our Discord. Come hang out. Talk to the Pots heads. Uh, come talk to me and Steve and Pixelpar about what we're doing or, you know, whatever games you're excited about we're we're there come chat with us we're nice boys and um at least me and steve are hey and- <laughs> i'm not nice i'm a bad boy <laughs> <laughs> and uh last but not least make sure you head over to patreon.com slash pots if you really want to show us your support uh you can you know throw throw a couple bucks our way help us grow help us pay to keep the lights on and do fun and exciting new stuff uh, like Pixel's video, like After Dark, like our Let's Plays, like our streams. Go check it out. Um, and again, $5 level, you can get access to After Dark and you can hear us talk about just utter nonsense. And uh, it's it's a good time. So I hope you'll go and lend us your support. Uh, so that wraps it up for this episode of the podcast. We'll see you next week, babies. I love you. 